Hi, I'm Jenny Pinker of Odyssey Organizing. And I'm Bianca Grimmel of BG Organizing. And we're here to help you find your way into an organized and productive life. This season is our How to Get Started series. We'll be talking about motivation, planning, maintaining, and all other facets of organizing. On top of that, we'll sprinkle in some self-care and mindfulness that will add to your organizing journey. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the BG Odyssey podcast. This is our third episode, Planners, Schedules, and Calendars, Part 1. In the last episode, we talked about habits. This episode, we'll be talking about learning styles. As always, our chat will be finished with a simple action item you can apply right away. So let's get started. Before we get into the different kinds of learning styles, I just want to give you guys a little background on learning styles. So typically learning styles are patterns that provide direction to learning. Each learner has a preferred way of perception, organization, and retention. So while typically most people will use a combination of different learning styles, generally one or two of these styles tend to be dominant and whether or not you are the kind of person who loves sitting in a lecture or watching a video or whatever it is, that is going to be your preferred way of taking in knowledge. So I want to get into the VARC model. This is the model that we'll be going by today when explaining the main different learning styles. This model was developed in the 80s. It was developed by Dr. Neil Fleming, and it is an acronym for the styles we'll be getting into today. These are visual, auditory, reading, writing, and kinesthetic. There are plenty of different learning styles that researchers have come up with throughout the years. It starts as minimal as three learning styles, and it goes all the way up to 70, which is just wildly overwhelming. So I think this model covers all the bases for the categories that people can consider themselves in. Ginny will be getting into a great self-test you can do a little later for the three model system that most people have heard of, which is visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. I want to start with the visual learner. Visual learners really like to see and observe things. They learn very well when pictures, diagrams, maps, flowcharts, any symbol or imagery involved works really well for the visual learner. If you find yourself doodling, taking notes, being a list maker, you very well might be a visual learner. Yeah, if you're the kind of person who, when somebody like asks you for directions, are way more likely to draw a map than actually tell them how to get there, you're almost certainly a visual learner. And uh, you may use photographic memory, have really good spatial awareness, and other visual information to learn. Using different colors when writing things out and highlighting could be really helpful for you just to differentiate topics and subject matter, things like that. Um, you may need a little bit more time to process material while observing your visual cues just because these visual cues will be needing to translate into the written form. So it might take you a little longer to translate some of that stuff. Some really good tools you can use as a visual learner would be maybe a paper agenda 
or a wall calendar that you can draw on and write motivational quotes in. I think the key with trying to choose a planning system if you're a visual learner is just making sure you can keep it in a place where you have a clear view of it throughout the day. You know, anything that you, maybe a paper agenda with expanded note space so you can doodle, you can draw, anything you can uh, institute kind of a, a symbol system that will indicate certain tasks for different things in your life that you might have to do will be very useful. If you go the digital route rather than the paper route, it could be really helpful to print out the monthly at a glance view of this, post it up somewhere, and you can also color code the different events through your digital system by having, you know, red as work, blue as family, and purple as personal. That might really help you differentiate what's going on on your calendar and filling your time appropriately. So now let's get into auditory learners. Uh, I myself am a strongly preferred auditory learner. Uh, so auditory learners tend to do best when music, sound, speaking, and listening are involved. They love discussions. Being able to interact with somebody and ask questions can be very useful for them. Watching videos is great, usually because there's some kind of audio component to that. If you're an auditory learner, you would probably rather listen to a lecture than read notes. Uh, and again, group discussions, great for you. In a group discussion, you can even use your own voice to reinforce concepts and ideas. So ways you can help yourself solidify certain concepts are by speaking up in meetings, uh, reading aloud to yourself, and generally if you're an auditory learner, you'll have strong skills with verbally explaining things. You may be a slower reader and you may have a tendency to repeat yourself. I know I do. If you are looking for a planning system, think about something that you can set alarms and reminders with for important events and deadlines. You know, most of our phones these days have different alarm sounds that come with them. So if you're setting digital reminders, you might think about using a certain sound to cue a maybe change of task for the day. So if you're setting up your day into different chunks, maybe set an alarm that has a sound that goes ding or, you know, whatever it is, and then you kind of switch tacks. If you have one of the AI assistants on your phone, you can have them read your to-dos for the day out to you. Or if you don't feel comfortable using that, you can even record your own voice reading out your to-dos and listen to them later. Any digital apps you can find that integrate audio with scheduling will be very useful for you. Now we're going to get into the reading and writing learner, which is my style, my preferred style. So you really learn by reading the material, writing it down straight away, and then rewriting and rereading. So reinforcement is really important for you. Um, for myself, I actually take handwritten notes and then I transfer them into a digital format. So I have both formats and by physically writing it down with my hand and then typing it out, I'm really processing all the information. Um, also, if I'm hearing somebody speak in their words, rewriting things 
in my words is also really, really helpful. I don't like to do a verbatim what somebody said to really process and conceptualize and translate the information. I have to have it in my own words. So I think that's really important. This learner overlaps with visual learners a little bit. Um, You may be really drawn to reading articles and researching the heck out of things. Um, You also may need a little bit more time to absorb information, which is why the repetitive nature of rewriting and rereading may be very helpful for you. Uh, This is the most versatile learner because everything is reading, is through reading and through writing. So you really have a lot of options for you for your planning tips. The kinesthetic learner. These guys uh, tend to be very physical. If you're a kinesthetic learner, you were probably scolded a lot in grammar school for fidgeting and bothering others. Uh, I have a slight kinesthetic tendency. I'm a, I'm a big fidgeter. You learn best when you can move your body and you use your hands and your sense of touch. And you're the kind of person who really likes to jump right into the thick of things and engage with whatever it is you're trying to learn. You don't want to read a book about it. You don't want to watch a video about it. You just want to go do it. So if this is you, you probably struggle to sit still. Some tricks you can use are if you need to think something through, get up, pace, move around. Try using a standing desk. If you can't use a standing desk and you're sitting and trying to get work done, think about using a rolling swivel chair so you can kind of move back and forth. Or one of those really cool bouncy ball things that I've seen people sit on. Just something different. It's supposed to be very good for your back too. Uh, You may need to take breaks when you're doing tasks to go move around, you know, like if you feel stuck and you don't know where to go next, take a break, go do 10 jumping jacks, come back, see if you feel more refreshed, see if some ideas have popped into your head. If you can, if you're in an office setting, maybe, you know, take a walk, just take a walk around the building to get some fresh air, get that body moving a bit, and then you might come in a little more clear headed. Good planning systems for you are probably going to be more tangible. So look in the paper world, something that feels good to the touch. Maybe it has some kind of texture to it could help you solidify that information a little better. Uh, If you think about using post-it notes or sticky notes inside of it, you can move your to-dos around according to how you are getting them done, which could be very nice for you. Or you can use uh, stickers. You know, they even have those ones that have like raised designs on them, which would give you something to be tactile with to highlight important events. If you can construct your own office, think about using, maybe putting up like a big whiteboard because the activity of going up to that whiteboard and really engaging your body in writing out your tasks or mapping out your day will really help solidify that information. Uh, If you want to move towards a digital system, look for something that will really keep your hands busy and give you the freedom to go out and do that thing that it's going to help you learn. So the way I like to get my clients to determine their learning style is by doing something I call the IKEA test. And this focuses mostly on the visual, auditory, and kinesthetic aspects of learning. 
basically, I want you to imagine that you've gone to Ikea and you've bought a piece of furniture and you're taking it home and now you have to build it. What's the first thing you do? Are you the kind of person where the first thing you do is you open up those instructions and you start looking at the pictures? If that's you, you're probably a visual learner. The pictures are great for you. You know, you see the little weird icons and they're starting to fit things together. Like Ikea was made for visual learners. They're great for you. Their instructions are your bread and butter. Are you the kind of person who has to sit down, open the instruction booklet, and then start narrating themselves through the pictures? This is generally what I do. If so, you're probably an auditory learner. I actually really love to have somebody else there with me when I'm building the Ikea furniture, not only because oftentimes you do need four hands to hold (laughs) those pieces together, but because I can engage in a discussion with them. Okay, where does this thing go? Okay, what happens next with this little wooden dowel? If you are somebody who doesn't have to look at the instructions and you just open up that little bag of pieces and start putting things together, you are almost certainly a kinesthetic learner and like a special unicorn because I don't know how you put a piece of Ikea furniture together without looking at the directions, (laughs) but I have seen it happen and I do know that it's possible. It's a skill. It's definitely a a really interesting skill for people to have. Yeah. And they say that kinesthetic learners are actually the most present kind of learner because they're living exactly in the moment. So I thought that was a cool cool note about the kinesthetics. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's great. So our action item this week is to determine your learning style. Walk yourself through the IKEA test, figure out which one of those learning styles speak to you, or you can take the VARC model test online, which can be found at www.vark-learn.com. We'll include that link in the show notes as well. And then once you figure out what your learning style is, write down your strengths, figure out what kind of things you can do to really maximize those strengths. Are you a visual person? Are you going to go out and get a wall calendar and draw on it and color code and just give yourself the beautiful art that you need to motivate getting through your day? Or are you an auditory learner? Maybe you didn't know you were an auditory learner. Maybe you're going to go out and get an Audible subscription and learn a ton from audiobooks. Figure out something you can do that really speaks to your specific learning style to maximize your productivity in your life. And if you feel like you are doing all the right things, but for whatever reason, planning just isn't going your way, maybe you're a kinesthetic, maybe you're spending too much time sitting still trying to be hyper-focused when really you need to be up and moving to get those creative juices flowing. So Really hone in on whatever learning style you are. Do the research on yourself. Do the homework on yourself so that you can make your life more productive and do things in the way that make the most sense to you. So this is part one of Planners, Schedules, and Calendars, Learning Styles. Our next episode will be episode four, Planners, Schedules, and Calendars, part two, Paper versus Digital. I know this is the um, crux for a lot of people on how the heck do I navigate my schedules when there are so many options, there are so many different paper planners, there are so many different digital apps, things like that. So we're going to really 
discuss those for you guys so that you can choose what will make sense best for you. Ginny and I do have different mindsets on paper versus digital, so you'll have to tune into the next episode to hear uh, the boxing match that we're going to have going on. If you like what you heard during this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. Or you can support us by visiting our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash BG Odyssey podcast. Alternatively, you can check out our website, bgodysseypodcast.com. So we would love to hear from you guys. Um, Any questions or comments that you have on this episode or previous episodes would be great. Uh, We're happy to bring them up on future episodes. Any topic suggestions as well would be amazing. We want to know what you guys want to hear, what's interesting to you, things that you're struggling with. So please send them our way. Our email is bgodysseypodcast at gmail.com. That is b-g-o-d-y-s-s-e-y podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much and have a great one. Bye. Bye for now. Bye.